Had to get that off my chest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this weekend was Easter. This past weekend was Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your Easter? <laughs> I realized that we didn't even mention Easter last week. I was too busy talking about Satan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Easter was great. It was. It was spent brunching all day um, in some good-ass weather. The weather was so perfect. I took some time and got myself together. I hadn't put myself together in, like, weeks up until this past weekend. I saw you with the yellow out here shining. Yeah, you know, just having a little feminine moment, you know, just showing the niggas that I'm still out here or whatever. I do catch fish, too, nigga. (laughs) Um, <laughs> it was cool. Like it was really cool. I'm very glad that the weather cooperated, so we could do, you know, outdoor rooftop things. We went to Rhythm. It was super nice up there. Um, didn't go to church. <laughs> My mother went to church, and then of course came home and told me how I need to get back in church. And I just really, I'm not gonna ever. <laughs> Be able to be honest with her and break it to her that I'm not going to be a consistent church goer. Um, I just don't feel like it's essential, really, to me. Church is right now. This is my mindset right now. But I just feel like church is for fellowship more than anything. And I don't know. That's a little it's just frivolous to me. Right now, do I enjoy church services and good church, you know, a good choir and the entertainment and all that? Sure. Do Would I mind going to church every now and then? No. But uh, every Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, churchgoer is not me. Once I get this second shot, I'm going to start going to church again. Good for you. Um, Yeah, I get the second shot tomorrow. My mama got her first one today. She went Moderna or Pfizer gang gang. I think she went Moderna. Um, she was, I thought they were waiting on Johnson and Johnson, but I guess they said, fuck it. <laughs> this mask order is up Friday. So everybody's like, yo, I passed her downtown on the way here. And that shit was already lit. Like everybody was out. Yeah. Sam and Greg's. Uh, Jimmy John's patio. Um, what's that patio right there? Out to Big O, next to Big O's. Oh, uh, the Poppy. Poppy. You know the big. Oh yeah, the one with the red door. Yeah. Okay. Um, Commerce Kitchen, Cotton Row, like everybody was on the patio. Tonight. Yeah, everybody's out and about. Everybody. Uh, Humphreys, the pandemic is over in Alabama. What you call Millers and 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 that one place, <laughs> Bikini Bottom, Bikini Bottom, <laughs> Whiskey Bottom, <laughs> <laughs> like SpongeBob was there too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it was already yeah. So, like Saturday, I was talking to a certain person. Like, are you gonna go to church? I was like, no, I want to be like, no, I ain't going. I, I think I'm risking going to church and get COVID. 
I told y'all it's only one thing I risk trying to get COVID for. That's love. Love. <laughs> but if I was gonna go with her, I goddamn right I fucking go. <laughs> Church what? But no. Uh God damn it. I forget I have a dog sometimes. <laughs> what? What's up? Um, so yeah. So yeah, I didn't go to church. Went to my parents' house. My brother in law and sister were doing church ministry things. Hmm. So my parents were watching Amelia. Hmm. So I played with her. And then Amelia Bedelia. And then uh I took pictures of my sister and my brother in law. And uh my niece, who is so bad, but so cute. <laughs> and those came out really well. And then, you know, just been fighting my feelings like I normally do. <laughs> that's, what, that's what juice does. The one bright spot on this weekend was I got to experience the greatest music of all time. Man, listen here. I didn't watch it with y'all. But I watched it with my dad last night. That was sweet. That nigga stopped in his tracks when I started it. I waited till he got home. He was fixing his plate. So I had it on the Roku on the Roku, because you know YouTube always be having the verses. <laughs> YouTube got your back. Right. I missed the verses tonight. It's all right. YouTube got me. Okay. I was like, I knew it. I'm not I know I'm gonna be able to find it on YouTube. So I started playing it. He was warming up his food. He started singing. He was whistling. <laughs> <laughs> then he looked at the screen. He said, is that Ron? <laughs> Man, Ron done had a glow up. I don't know what that nigga is doing in he his old age. a young woman. That's what but, They said that nigga had a child in 1968 and a child in like 2006. Those are his only two kids. <laughs> no, I honestly did not fully recognize him. The beard threw me off. I don't. It's something else that's different about his face. Even his, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's had any work done. I don't think he has. I think the beard, like, do you contours, think it's the beard? I yeah. mean, he definitely got his teeth done. I mean, yeah, that's that's definite. Um, I think I don't think he's done anything else because the beard. Maybe it's because so- I couldn't see his eyes. Yeah, his eyes, they that's a that's a uh trademark. Them thick ass brows are a trademark. I yeah. couldn't see those either. But yeah, I don't I think it's just a beard. But I mean, he always had clean he was always clean shaven. So we grew up with just the clean shaven and the long hair. Mm-hmm. But this nigga that glowed up, had uh bitches <laughs> out here. Talking about a 79 year old man. <laughs> this is what I mean when I say Everybody I want a sugar daddy. Woo, child. That is a weird, like, as a young person, to be like, <laughs> I'm not. You be liking these old ass niggas too. Not that old. <laughs> he looks good for his age. I he will, does look I good will for admit, as a straight man, I'd be like, that's a good looking dude for me, 79. He looks good for his age, but some ages I just can't get past enough to be sexually, 
to be sexually attracted like 80? There's a lot of bitches at the time like like ooh Ron Isaac could definitely still get it and I was like it's like baby girl your girl about a 60 <laughs> <laughs> he owed up to be your great granddaddy do you hear me that shit is wild yeah I don't even th- I don't think either of my grandparents are 80 yet my granddaddy if he was alive would be turning 80 this year my grandparents I think are I think they're the same age as him. I think they're 78, 79. Yeah, I can't get that's that's a that's a big age gap. 80? <laughs> what you doing, buddy? He gets moody with me too sometimes. <laughs> but uh like father, like son. Yep. But yeah, 80, nigga? 80. Like you know, so some people have talked about how it's an unfair uh, double standard that men can grow old gracefully and still be sex symbols. I, I fully understood that this weekend. It's like that. That's that's bullshit. I'm pretty sure we will feel the same way about Lenny Kravitz. That nigga's a fucking vampire. When he gets older. I think it's 55. Maxwell, when he gets older. Morris Chestnut, when he gets... Like, it's plenty of niggas that's just gonna be fine Who until... Who are gonna be the fine women for the rest of eternity? Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett, what? Is she 60 now? Yeah. Um, Lynn Whitfield. No? You can't see it? I understand it, but Tina Turner, we just talked about her. How do I say this? No, it's not doing it for you. No, I understand she's a gorgeous woman. It's just still bad. Something about them light skinned women, they just ate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand. I completely understand. Black cracks now just <laughs> It does. Uh I, Who I, else gonna be fine when they get older? Halle Berry is still consistently fine. Very true. Uh, Beyonce, I think, will be fine. Sierra is is Sierra's fucking gorgeous. If I had to put my money on a long time veteran, I'm putting my money right now on Sierra. Erica Badu just turned fifty. <laughs> Sierra is. Sierra is getting finer. She is. I and think it's wild. Having children definitely like, like shaped her up real good. And it's like, damn, she fine as fuck. Who else is like Tiana that? Taylor's gonna age well. She's just naturally fit for one. Like Yeah. Her body's always gonna be crazy. Her bone structure. Her mama look hella good. This um, is true. Who else out here old and fine? Uh, Michelle Obama. <laughs> yes. Michelle Obama is getting finer with age. I'm trying to think. Kelly. Kelly Rowland is going to be a fine ass 90 year old. My bae, Lashante. She about to be 40 soon. I want to say she 30. She better be. I wonder if it's one of those things to where everybody copied her look to where I don't think of her as as beautiful as she is. Everybody definitely copied her. So she was like one of the main Tumblr bays when Tumblr was a thing. So I'm like almost like 
I were like, I'm not saying she's ugly or anything. Of course, I'm just saying not doesn't do it for me. The now. appeal has worn off. I mean, you can only lust after somebody for about ten years and be like, you know what, it's, nigga, it's time to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> my my crushes don't last that long on like celebrities. Oh shit! Like. Like I'll randomly think about somebody. I used to be like, I was in love with her. Yeah. And then, anyway, mm, mm. yeah. So five, six more years, you're gonna be done with Scotty Beam. Probably, yeah. Damn. Scotty Beam gonna be fine forever too. <laughs> yeah, she is. Her mama is beautiful. She posted that picture. I of her parents. I've actually, I've probably been on Scotty Beam for about ten years already. <laughs> When she was working, when she was an intern at Hot ninety seven, that's when I was like, "God damn, who the fuck is that?" Because <laughs> that's when uh, Britney Sky worked up there too. Oh, Britney Sky, I who used was to also, stand her. I was in love with her too. She is so pretty, and I've started following her on Instagram. She's DJing now. She's been DJing for a minute. I didn't know that, but I she wanted well, she's done it for like a couple years. But I feel like she's, she's one of those people that I had to stop following. Because I was like, you know what? You're stressing yourself out. Because you're never going to meet Britney Sky. And if you did, nigga, you can't even talk to girls at the mall. What the fuck are you going to say? <laughs> what you going to do? Yeah, I know. Be like, uh, you're pretty. Um, I love your skin too. Okay, now I feel like we're just going into the women that we stand. But that's okay. I love it. Because I'm always standing women. Okay. who? Uh, <clears throat> I'm, try- I'm trying to think of somebody who would... If- the love definitely faded as I've gotten older. SZA? Nah, I don't, I want to have a crush on SZA for a while. She's still new. Who is... I'm trying to think of somebody like we grew up with that was like... I used to be in love with Tyra Banks. Oh, wow, yeah. And... Just doesn't do it for me no more. Mm-hmm. And it's not even because she's ugly. She's always going to be gorgeous. It's just... Your... Uh, things you're attracted to change over time. That's true. I, I, <clears throat> I'm not one of those people that suffer from she has to be light, bright, damn near white. But... I, de- I mean, all black people colorism plays a role yeah, in our attraction. For sure. I think I grew out of it pretty quickly. But I was still attracted to other stupid things like asses and shit. I don't give a fuck about asses anymore. <laughs> My like, colorism effects are very weird. What what kind of ways does colorism affect your attractiveness? Because I never had an issue with being attracted to white men, but I never flocked to light skinned black dudes. <laughs> like <laughs> whenever I like a black dude, he's always brown skinned or darker. Like when have you ever seen me talk to a light skinned dude? Or talk about a light skinned dude? Like I don't know what it is. It's only one I can think of. Who? Oh, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I'm so glad we didn't see who it was. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Next, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. Like, isn't that weird? I think that's crazy. I don't like white men anymore. I, I just don't even. I don't find white men attractive. I sexually, like, I can look at a white man and be like, okay, yeah, he's definitely cute. But I've never like. Interested checking for them. in them 
I just lost it. I lost it all. Lost that loving feeling. Yeah. I uh <laughs> I don't I always this is no lie, and this is not just our score points or nothing. I always like dark skinned women. And I always wanted to have dark ass babies. Like from a young ass age, I was like, no, nah, I won't. It's just dark skinned girls usually back then say that. Back then, if you were dark, you usually dated somebody light. Yeah. If you were light skinned, you usually dated somebody dark. For sure. That's changed now, of course, because we're all unlearning this bullshit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Of, I'm trying to think of all the girls I've had feelings for dated. One of them was white. <laughs> <laughs> I think only one of them was light skin. Yeah. Yeah. Other ones were brown or dark skin. Same. Happens, bro. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think what other ways have has my attraction changed. I'm more open to a wide range of of beautiful black women. Mm. It's not like based different styles, like different styles, different body, body shapes, types. different heights. Uh, I'm a sucker for natural hair, <laughs> but even straight hair, anything. I just like black women. <laughs> I stand black women. <laughs> Me too. We ain't talked about verses, but fuck it. I love us for real. Okay, now let's get back. <laughs> let's get back on the verses. I'm just gonna write a note back to verses. <laughs> we uh, shit. We started talking about Ron and his looks. Um. Okay. The thing, everybody. I mean, outside of the music that everybody was excited for, was what was Steve Harvey's crazy ass gonna say? And he didn't disappoint <laughs> us. Steve, look, all right. I'm gonna try. Like initially, I was like, "Why the fuck, won't Steve Harvey needs to shut the fuck up when he's talking." But like, I saw a couple. Of, tweets like my body said something he was like yeah think about it. this man grew up on that music like literally you know i didn't i didn't mind him giving context for you know what i'm saying these artists but he did get carried away too often yeah and he was he was trying to be the star of the show and because that's what he's used to so now this was Bobani's point. He was like, now, he thought that was nervousness. It could have been for sure. Which, in hindsight, I could understand that, yeah, that would probably be nerve-wracking. Like, That's the your- only way that he could break that like ice is just kind of telling his own stories instead of trying to pull out like facts and... Because like, you make it about you and then... then it's Steve, easy. Steve Harvey is clearly a nigga that loves music. Very much so. <laughs> so, like, I have to just imagine, like, say, if I was on stage with Kanye and Jay-Z, 
I would stand the fuck out and I would be talking nervously, talking about probably about your college experiences right. and your girl experiences. Right. And- I listened to Song Cry after this girl uh, broke up with me and I cried, not just the song. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I can, I, I can respect that as a music, uh, a music fan. Mm-hmm. But I, the only thing I didn't like about what Steve Harvey was doing was he was shitting on us. Yeah, young people. Y'all don't know nothing about this. Y'all ain't. Yeah. Nigga, yes, we do. It, we, he, he ridiculed a lot of the wrong people. And then he, I think he got a little drunk. He got and he on started, his homophobic oh, shit. And that's when Twitter started lighting his ass up. Yeah. Because it was like, nah, bro, chill the fuck out. Even people that are homophobes on my timeline were, were like, like, yo, what the fuck is this nigga doing? <laughs> this ain't about that. This ain't that. Like, hold up, this nigga drunk. <laughs> like, you dancing in the club with two- I was I was like, why the fuck would you say that? That's that um that Ciroc shock. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That might be the title. That Chirac got on his ass. That's a rock shock. <laughs> uh, he 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 didn't do a bad job. He didn't. I think Steve Harvey just really has to learn that everything is not about him. Just because he's asked to be a host, like being a good host means you have got to do your research and know. Who you're hosting outside of your own personal experiences. Like, yeah, it's cool to incorporate, you know what I'm saying, your own personal experiences. But you got to be able to host and carry the conversation and and keep the dialogue going, especially between these two Legend. great, like, legendary musical guests. You got to be able to keep the dialogue between them and amongst them without talking about your damn self. But you know what the other thing is? It's going to sound like I'm defending Steve Harvey. I'm not. They weren't really into it in the beginning. Yeah. So he kind of had to. I, they were definitely nervous. Too. Everybody was nervous. Yeah. Everybody was nervous. No, Nobody knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And then as time went on, they started getting into it. And then that's when the real show started. It's like, man. This is wonderful. I I want to bet that neither Earth, Wind, and Fire nor the Isley Brothers had paid attention to any other verses before. Yeah, they said the only reason that they were going they would do it is if Steve Harvey hosted it. Okay. See now, <laughs> somebody brought up an excellent point. They like Tom Joyner should have hosted this. Like, yes, yes. that would have been perfect, but. As much as I be wanting to hate on Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey is our drunk Q uncle that be doing some wild shit. He's still part of the family. And plus, that nigga dresses like Darkwing Duck. And (laughs) 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 who's the terror that quacks in the night, player? (laughs) Ooh, child. Baby, that suit. I was like, wow. Darkwing Duck. (laughs) You know, monochrome is definitely a thing, but. This lavender pewter, shiny satin lame. I wouldn't be mad at the suit if he did. That wasn't his go-to. Like when he was at the Kentucky Derby, that's when they first started talking about he dressed like Darkwing Duck. Yeah, he who was who was the player that flaps in the night? It was very. uh, 
It was giving zoot suit vibes. <laughs> Big zoot suit vibes. <laughs> like it was the beginning of Malcolm X when him and Shorty are walking down the street swinging their arms. If that if that that blazer was long a long line blazer, if it was, <laughs> it would be zoot suit as fuck. Yeah, that that's textbook zoot suit. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, that nigga Steve Harvey is hilarious. And every time I hear him now, I think of that God, Godfrey. Uh, <laughs> when Godfrey did the impression, he did it again on Instagram. Where is it? That's not the one. It's one that like had me fucking weak. <laughs> this is it. Woo! Hey, I ain't never, and I don't watch a lot of verses. I don't watch a lot. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you, all the verses is trash. <laughs> and I said, I said, they said the Isley brothers and Miss Quinn and Five are gonna be here. And I said, what? <laughs> what? Where? Why is he so Where? good? Wow. Huh? And I said, I got to host this. I got to host this. I'll be damned if you ain't gonna let Steve Harvey host <laughs> this. <laughs> Shit, this is mine. This old school. He is so good at Steve Harvey. Like, it's crazy. Like, you wouldn't expect that, like, Godfrey would be like an amazing impressionist of Steve Harvey. (laughs) But it is, and it works every time. I love Godfrey. That nigga be wildin'. I want him to go farther. I wish that he could or he would. I don't know what the deal is. But, uh, back to verses. Um, the music. Oh my god, the music! <laughs> I've been listening to that playlist ever since it happened. It was just such a mood cleanser. It was. Somebody else was like, "This is the sexiest Easter I've ever." <laughs> I was literally like, "Everything being played here is going to be played at my wedding reception." It's gonna be a freaky ass wedding reception, and I can't wait. <laughs> I literally can't wait. Um, so somebody hurry up and marry me so that I can have this wedding reception. <laughs> um, the the crazy thing is, there are two different styles of the same era, part of the same era. Mm-hmm. Like Earth, Wind, and Fire is definitely like that. You can play that in front of grandma. Mm-hmm. Isley Brothers, you might not be able to play that front grandma, but your aunts and uncles, y'all gonna be vibing out too. And somebody getting fucked that night. <laughs> Man, what's his name? Uh uh Philip Philip What's his last name? What's that? Drake? No, it's uh Bailey. Yeah, Philip Bailey. He got up and like he had a moment at one point, that nigga started <laughs> <laughs> he puts it out in some choreo. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, these it, niggas are excited now. They loose. Yep, 
I wish uh, Vernon had brought the uh, bass though, because he is one of the greatest bass players of all time. Mm. Um, Ron was out here singing. Ernie was out here playing his ass hard like hell. That nigga is dope as fuck. I love black men who guitar. It's just a different vibe. It's, that shit be it's dope. just so different, man. Like, ooh. That shit was just, lit. <laughs> that shit is fucking lit. I was so, I had chills. Like, that nigga still got it. Like, imagine being that old and still just being able to just fucking go on a guitar like that. The other thing, like, I was randomly thinking this. I was like, what if they have a feature where they bring out Alex Isley? Because, you know, that's his daughter. I'm like, man, Osley's got some fucking talent in their fucking blood. <laughs> this shit go generations. <laughs> Ain't it crazy how that happens, though? Like, how talent is hereditary? Yeah, because the full Osley Brothers band, like, when they had all the brothers, they were all playing these instruments. Yeah, what was it, like, five of them, six of yeah, them? Yeah, I think it was, like, five of them. I think that's so crazy. I always wonder when it comes to stuff like that, like, is that a nature versus nurture thing? Or is it both of them? I think it's got to be both because the environment that they're in breeds that level of competition and success and iron sharpens iron. Because Blue Ivy finna be a fucking beast at whatever she does. Uh, She's already managing Beyonce's (laughs) career. She already winning Grammys. Grammy. Like what? Um, Ron Isley is one of the greatest singers of all time. And I don't I know we know this, but I don't think we talk about it enough to be like. And then plus, ain't no hip hop without the Isley Brothers. All those songs they were playing, I was just like, for sure, ain't no it was R&B. so it was so many different samples that I was just hearing. And I was just like, oh shit, because it was one sample, like you know, the, like the ones like ignorant shit Jay Z used. And uh, at Biggie, your best. yeah, at your best, like those. But it was some that I was like, I, these I rem- niggas created everything. <laughs> like I knew it was Sam. I was like, God damn, I didn't even know. It's a Will Smith song off Big Willie style. That's uh, yes, yes, y'all. They call me Big Willie. What is it? Cause I got, cause I was like when I was listening, I was like, "Oh shit!" I didn't realize it was the Isaac Brothers. But yeah, all those samples. It there is no uh, hip hop without Isley Brothers samples. Hmm. Like between the sheets, they said it's been sampled like four hundred times. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's it's this one dude on TikTok that breaks down. Or actually, it's a couple of them that I love to follow that break down like different samples and yeah. songs and shit and I think that shit be wild it's one dude on Twitter that does it well I mean like you said it's a couple of people it's one dude that's really good at it it's DJ artistic he's really good he did one where he did 15 samples of between the sheets and played them back to back and it was lit um but uh some of those people would be having some basic ass samples. Mm. Did you know that uh, <laughs> that P, uh, Kanye sampled PYT? Right. Or, like, nigga, yes. <laughs> All of us know that. <laughs> that is not like, a, like, that ain't mind blowing. 
What is it? Yes, yes, y'all. Oh, here we go again. Is uh the sample. And that was one of the first like rap CDs I ever had. So I knew that song. I was like, whoa shit. Didn't know that. Also, of all the vinyl I have, like R and B vinyl, the most I have is R and B is uh Marvin, Stevie, and Isley Brothers. Them Isley Brothers, hey, that Between the Sheets album was fucking amazing. Yeah, everything they were just so motherfucking smooth. Like name a smoother musical group. Off top. Can't do it. Yeah, can't do it. Somebody can't do drop it. this fool for me. Can't <laughs> fucking do it. Where like I downloaded the playlist and DJ D nice is fucking dope as fuck as a DJ. I was gonna say like he, he is doing his damn thing. He's he's very he's quarantine king. He is that nigga. He came up the long way doing it. They probably pay him super well to do them versus shits too. Yo, wait till he wait till <clears throat> his tour time. I was gonna say wait till he get off quarantine. <laughs> and then uh. Like me and Keith were talking about it. He was like, Man, I'll travel anywhere to see uh DJ D nice. But like once they start playing like the banger bangers, like when uh like when Earth Wind and Fire played Love's Holiday mm-hmm. and then Eyes of Brothers came back with Summer Breeze. Mm-hmm. Whew. My favorite Isley Brothers song though is uh Make Me Say It Again. Mm. That that's a sexy ass song. <laughs> the thing about this whole verse is it's like when one played one song, it just made you anxious for what the next group was about to do. Like, damn, like what how they gonna respond to this? What they yeah. gonna play next? And then like you're my jaw just stayed dropped like the whole time. I was like, fuck, these niggas really got hits. At one point, Earth Wind and Fire played Devotion. Then Isley Brothers played Make Me Say It Again, girl. Then Earth and Fire came back with After the Love is Gone. Mm. And the Ozzy Brothers came back with Footsteps in the Dark. Mm. <laughs> That's when I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and then Earth, Wind and Fire came back with Shining Star. I was like, what the fuck? Be gripping your damn seat. <laughs> like, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> when uh, Footsteps in the Dark, though, drop. That's always about Footsteps in the Dark is so fucking good as a song that every time I hear Ice Cube, that was a good day. I don't want to hear the rest of that song. Yeah, I'd rather you gotta just go. <laughs> go to the OG. Go right. to the source. That's that's the shit that be getting me as like a music fan. I'd be like, some samples. I'd be like, ah, I'd just rather listen to Isaac Brothers. Yeah, for sure. Like it takes like Big Papa is one of the only like samples that would be like, okay, I'll listen to this or ignorant shit. Whereas, like, I'll listen to whole spit over this Isley Brother sample, but I'm gonna listen to the Isley Brother original right after. Like that shit just be hitting different. You can't fucking top the Isley Brothers, man. And then, like, after they took the break, is when things got crazy. Like, I think it was after the break when the, uh, the Isley Brothers came back with Choosy Lover, oh. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> That shit is dope. Oh, I fucking love music. Yeah. I love being black also. Yeah, it's just, it's times like these. Right. 
Like, there's a lot of bullshit about being black. The community just be so unified. Yeah. And then I saw one person on Twitter. They were like, uh, mainstream media should be ashamed that they haven't been talking about verses this whole year. But like, uh, I saw that. I was just like, what? Y'all want acceptance for all the bullshit. It, it is so dope that vultures have not ruined verses yet. And then what does that even mean? Because I've seen plenty of like write-ups and yeah. journal, you know what I'm saying? Like blog posts about these verses. And there's tons of like black media <clears throat> who talk about it. It was, how many people were on that Monica and Brandy one? It was like 1.6 on Instagram alone. Yeah, it's same for Jill Scott and, and Erica. And then Patty and uh, Gladys. Yeah, or Gladys. Um, like, it's been some huge ones. Honestly, the women, the women been women, holding. Women, hey, women hold it down. Women, women been holding the verses. <laughs> somebody was like, it's, it's only 400,000 people on Instagram. That's because half the audience doesn't know that you can't watch it on the flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> What other good verses have there been? I mean, of the rap verses, I like the producer verses. So, like, the ones with RZA versus Premier. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think what was really... Who was the very first one? It was Timberland and Swiss Beats, I think. <laughs> then not long after was Kirk and... Um... That was a while after... The first couple ones were bad because that was done in people's houses and they didn't realize that they had the broad width to uh, Oh yeah. So it was like people like cutting off in the middle of the thing. That's true. So like the early, early ones was like Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh. Yeah. I remember that one. Uh Riz and Primo, they had audio problems throughout it. It's it's progressed as it's gone on. Mm. Cause that one from uh Sunday that was smooth, big money, for sure. Also, by the time the Gucci and Jeezy one happened, that's when it was like, because I think almost like two million got in that one. Yeah, when they when when they do them in the same room, production style, like on a stage, it's they better. always go better. I still didn't watch that Keisha Cole in a Shanti one. Uh huh. I don't. I ain't. They ain't my. Keisha was being so immature. It just made it like I don't know. It it became to where it wasn't even about just like the talent or the hits anymore. It was just everybody wondering what the fuck Keisha Cole was gonna do or how she was gonna react. Like Ashanti was being very poised and doing what she was supposed to do and just trying to keep things on track. But everything you said. Makes so much sense <laughs> based on the two people that we are talking about. Right. And because that's why you don't even have to watch it. Say what you will about Ashanti. I always have taken her to be a classy bitch. <laughs> Straight facts. Ashanti ain't never had beef with nobody. She'll never be caught saying nothing out of the way, catching attitudes with people. Niggas don't ever just... When niggas don't just get out of their way to disrespect you also verbally. All niggas love Ashanti for the most part. I haven't really seen a nigga hate on Ashanti. Thick mama too. <laughs> Absolutely. Brick housing out here. That is a bad woman. Ain't she 40 now too? Yeah. 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 Love to see it. That's somebody I didn't like 
I wasn't attracted to growing up, but as I got older, I was like, yeah, Shanti's out here. I always loved Ashanti. She had them hits. Now she got them hips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, True. The first couple was Swiss Beats versus Timbaland. The second one was Boy Wonder versus Hit Boy, which after the year Hit Boy had, he'd wash Boy Wonder now. I uh, missed that one. Dream versus Sean Garrett. I remember oh, I that because Sean, Sean Garrett got that. drunk as fuck. I remember that. That playlist was lit. Neo versus Jonte Austin. Nah, didn't. I'm not a Neo fan. I'm Me sorry. Me neither. <laughs> uh, he got did. a couple hits, but it's, I don't know. Neo's that, lame to me. That Because of You album was fucking banger, though. Me? Yeah, I don't know. Because he had that song with Hove Crazy. <laughs> yeah. What's up? What's up, pup? <laughs> Moody ass nigga, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, Teddy Riley and Babyface uh, when that finally happened after all of the mix ups. But that was them Teddy Riley memes went off a quick legendary. <laughs> uh, Kurt and Fred was second season. Okay, Alicia Keys, John Legend, Fab versus Jadakiss, DMX versus Snoop. The Alicia Keys one. That one was on Juneteenth. I was out of town doing that wedding. That was yeah. my first wedding back in the game during We hung COVID. out and then you went to sleep early because you had to leave. Um, Fab vs. Jada. DMX vs. Snoop, which we're going to talk about DMX in a second. Rick Ross vs. 2 Chains, Monica vs. Brandy. Damn, I missed that one too. Gladys Knight versus Patty. I was on time for that one, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeezy versus Gucci. E-40 versus Too Short. Ashanti versus uh, Keisha Cole. D'Angelo and Friends, which mm-hmm. we talked about. Mm-hmm. I actually missed the Raekwon and Ghostface one. I did, too. I forgot about it. I feel like a lot of people did. David got mad at me. <laughs> like, bro, are you not watching this? <laughs> The next one is Red Man versus Method Man on 420. Oh, shit. What? That's going to be lit. Literally. (laughs) And then after that is SWV versus Escape. Ooh. Okay. 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 That'll be good. Who do you think will be good in a versus? Trying to think who would be my dream versus. I would like to see Lil Wayne get in a versus, but Lil Wayne could only versus another like God level uh, rapper. I would like to see, I would like to see Lil Wayne versus uh, Baby Drake. Hmm. You gonna go Young Money versus Young Money out here? Yeah, because I, I couldn't, can't put uh, you can't put Lil Wayne versus Hove. I want to see Nicki go against somebody, but I really don't know. Nicki might end up fighting. <laughs> you think Nicki would be worse than Keisha? Yeah, Nikki is queen petty. She is a diva. 
nobody can box with her. Yeah. It's why she, anyway. Yeah. Not nobody that will actually try to go with her. The other thing, it has to be, now it's gotten to the point to where it's a mutual respect thing. Yeah. That's why I think Drake and Lil Wayne could actually be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wouldn't be no shit. I mean, my dream one will never happen. I can't even think about who I, I want to, I mean. Hove and Kanye. Right. It's my dream one and that will never. Or Hove and Nas. Everybody says Hove and Nas. I also would like to see Beyonce versus Usher. We get our first male versus female one. Yeah. The two baddest bitches on earth. <laughs> I was going to say Mariah Carey and somebody, but I don't know who the somebody would be. Because she also just she got really dominated that era. The only natural one is somebody that's deceased. Whitney. Everybody was talking about if Prince and Michael did. That wouldn't happen for a number of reasons. <laughs> it would be lit if it did. If it did, but it wouldn't happen. Prince like, would surely decline. Yeah, he declined to be on Bad because, you know, Bad was supposed to be a, di- a duet. Oh, I didn't know that. With Michael Jackson and Prince. I didn't know that. And Prince took issue with the line, your butt is mine. He's like, who's going to say that? Because you ain't going to say that to me. <laughs> and I damn sure ain't going to say that to you. <laughs> Prince tried to run Michael Jackson over <laughs> with a motorcycle. <laughs> Prince also had a, a ping pong match against Michael uh, Jackson and uh, beat him so bad. He was like, I'm going to slam it. I'm going to slam it. And so he slammed it on him just to embarrass Michael Jackson. Yeah, that would be ooh, two divas on stage, such as Prince and Michael Jackson. And then also Michael would be doing all of that baby talk shit. Michael Prince, would be performing. But then in the middle, be like, no, stop. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Who could Stevie battle himself? Mm. (laughs) Old Stevie versus (laughs) young Stevie. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to think, like, hmm, I don't know. Who's your dream battle? I just named a lot of them. I'm sorry. I really can't. I can't think of any. Like uh, like I said, I was thinking about Mariah, but then I'm like, who's going to go against Mariah? Nobody. Nobody. Who else I'm trying to think like it's a certain class of somebody who has obviously uh, a good discography. I feel like Missy Ooh. would be good. Missy Tim, well, not Timberland. Missy versus another producer slash rapper would be good. For real? Ooh. That might be it. <laughs> and they're both from Virginia. Missy. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. That might be it. Even though I think, for real, wash her. Yeah. <laughs> he 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 really I mean, Missy be having shit on lock, but he at one point, like for real, was really out here. From like 03 to like 
07, everything on the radio was the Neptunes. Yeah. He had his hands in every fucking thing. He was, and then he still, like, he got Adidas collabs. Like, he, man, I want Missy to be. I want Missy to be out Missy's here. Missy's not underrated, but she's definitely not where she should be. She's not heralded like she should be. Um, it's I crazy. think it's because she took some time off though. Yeah, Pharrell was on full court press, and he was doing all the fashion stuff, and mm-hmm. and then you have a monster hit she like got Happy. Sick. She yeah. had to. She had lupus, didn't she? Yeah, she had to sit down for a little bit. Missy and Pharrell might be dope though. That would be like, ooh. especially if you're only keeping it to twenty five. Man, that shit would be lit. Just think about all the two thousand songs. Nigga. And then you got Aaliyah songs. Nostalgia is fuck. Genuine songs. All the songs she wrote. songs. Yeah. Pharrell. (laughs) Pharrell Washer. Pharrell got everybody. I want Pharrell versus Stevie. (laughs) (laughs) They won't do that. Because Pharrell would never put himself on the level with Stevie, even though he is definitely up there. Yeah. Dang. Pharrell versus Kanye. Ooh. Even though Kanye, we can't let Kanye around an open mic anytime in the foreseeable future. What about Kendrick and somebody? Is his discography vast enough? It's teetering. It's teetering. Some people, because of the mixtape era, mm hmm. They're going to be kind of iffy. Well, I mean, Gucci got off a lot of his mixtape era. Well, this is true. Yeah. That's very true. Go Kendrick versus uh, J. Cole. So shut these fucking J. Cole fans up. Kendrick will watch J. Cole. Fuck that. (laughs) Hot take for everybody who be sucking J. Cole's dick, but J. J. Cole. Yeah, fuck J. Cole. Bro, like, I was trying not to say it. <laughs> fuck that nigga, bro. I was trying not to say it, but man, mm, I don't like J Cole like that, bro. Me neither. Like I don't, it's, I don't hate him, but I've always felt just like very midway about J Cole since since he really blew up. Like when we were in college, like early college, and I was just like, okay, everything after Friday Night Lights, I was iffy on. Even though I did like, uh, I like Forest Hills Drive. Yeah. And I did like uh, Kids on Drugs, KOD. I, I like that album a lot, actually. That's probably one of my favorite J. Cole albums. It's just like how we talked about, you know, I don't hate Drake. I like Drake a lot. It's just. Where's the growth? Grow with us, my nigga. Right. We're getting of. If you don't grow with us, we're going to have to leave you in the dust. Right. And I don't want to leave you in the dust. You're one of our goats of our generation. That's a good question. Who is the goat of our generation? Rap-wise. It's got to be Jay-Z. Jay-Z is our parents' age, almost. But still. He's not our generation, though. Like, of our actual generation. Millennials. You still don't think it's Jay Z? <laughs> Jay Z is not a millennial, but he makes he's made music during. Okay, so, that, not, so you not, mean you literally mean someone our, our age? Gener- yes, our our generation. 
Jay Z is a baby boomer. <laughs> well, no, he's a Generation Xer. I mean, I know, but I thought you meant just like just still dropping music during our time of growing up. No, I mean like our age group. Um, it's got to be Drake. He's the one that's got the most consistent music. Like we were talking before we started. He's been doing it since we were our senior year of high school. That's 16 years. It's got to be Drake. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else. Kendrick, I don't know if Kendrick... Kendrick does... No, that's not... I don't know. I know for sure Kendrick ain't got enough work to put up. No. He ain't got enough points on the board. Does Kendrick have any Grammys? Yeah. Okay. He's got a couple. Let me see. I miss Kendrick. I need him. Kendrick, if you're listening. <laughs> Damn came out four years ago. I know. Drop some music, my nigga. I used to be very in love with Kendrick. I wanted to marry him at one point. <laughs> <laughs> you were a grown-ass woman. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Please marry me. Um, you be like a short-ass niggas too. <laughs> hey. I am who I am. <laughs> I like what I like, guys. Um, I mean, I guess the Black Panther soundtrack counts. Mm. That shit was buzzing. Mm. That shit was fucking but That was almost four years ago, too. I played the fuck out of that soundtrack. Though. Me, too. That was my workout playlist for like a year and a half. Um, That was that was good. Good times. Let me see how many albums Kendrick got. I mean, how many... You know who you you know who's coming up fast though and coming in hot. Guess who I'm about to say. I don't even want to guess. I want to be surprised. Rapper wise, rapper wise coming in hot. Good one. Little baby. Little baby is dope. I ain't gonna lie. I like little baby. He's got the hits. Like he needs a he needs probably another two albums. Mm-hmm. But so far, and I was skeptical at, per, at first. I was until too. I actually started listening to that little nigga. That nigga can spit. I was definitely skeptical as well. Like it's not even just like uh, where he just talking about bitches and stuff. Like he's his flow is actually very good. And then he's everywhere. Like he's featured on everybody's shit. It's just like the Drake shit that just dropped. He, he killed he, Drake. He. Mur- <laughs> like Drake was spitting his ass off. Too. Did I, I like, send you that one TikTok about that? Uh uh-uh. uh, I'm finna find it. Don't worry. But yeah, Drake was Drake was spitting that whole project, and then little baby came on and murdered that nigga. Like, oh shit, this nigga is coming up. Don't even worry about it. I'm finna, I'm finna find it. Hold on, hold on. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> Don't worry about it, sweetheart. I think Kendrick has at least four Grammys. That's what's up. Like what? Hey. No lie, the day that Friday when that came out that morning, I was giving it the first run when I was driving to work, and I got stopped by the train. Now usually I'm like I'm gonna be late, fuck my day's ruined, but it was right at when the little babies first start coming up, and I was like this nigga black the fuck out of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just kept fucking going. I was like oh fuck. 
Hey, that's what you're supposed to do when you get on that nigga's uh, track. You're supposed to be like, okay, I'm a body this Man, shit. Man, right. Like, you finna be on, a, on some shit with Drake. You definitely gotta. Yeah, that's that old school shit. But yeah. Little baby is yeah, he's up, he's climbing. He's I'm I'm not gonna even say like up and coming. He's he's out here, but he I feel like as long as he keeps on the path that he's on right now, yeah, like you said, like two more albums, two more years. <laughs> Funniest thing that still happened the last couple months that we didn't talk about was when he got caught uh fucking that, that porn, porn star. star. And he said that text message like that's bad business. Uh, <laughs> it's bad business, mama. <laughs> then he rapped about it and said, "What a hundred k? If you trying to fuck me or something?" I mean, she said that was the best she ever had, and she is. I almost said a bad word. I mean, she's a professional. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's bad business, mama. I said that for weeks. <laughs> For everything That's bad business mama (laughs) Um, Also this week We saw that One of the greatest rappers Of all time Is having a hard time and it's fighting for his life in a way that he's always fought for his life. But so we're just hoping that DMX uh, recovers. He's uh, supposedly on life support, which. It shit breaks my heart, honestly and truly. For one. These young ass niggas, I'm tired of them being disrespectful. Like, oh, so everybody's gonna be on uh, DMX and shit. If you're under the age of twenty five, you have no idea how huge DMX was. That nigga dropped two number one albums in the same fucking year in 1998. A year that also had Hard Knock Life, Aquemini, and he had the biggest. DMX has a very distinct <laughs> style, distinct sound, and a loyal fan base. Very loyal. Also, if for anybody that's ever struggled depression or things, you have an attachment to DMX because DMX laid all his shit out for you, demons and all, straight up, all his albums. Never, never hid away from it. it was always, always upfront that he was a very flawed human being, mm-hmm. but that's what endeared him to everybody. <laughs> Plus, that nigga spit his fucking ass off. But we like I feel like we all always knew that even under the hard exterior, there he always showed in some way that he was a soft a big man. soft like I don't know. And then and then, you know, when we learned about like his childhood and 
all of that craziness, it's just like, damn. It's he got fifteen kids. And the other part of it is, as a fan, you kind of are like, if anybody can beat this shit, DMX can beat it. Even, and I'm trying to divorce myself from the fan and being like, what seems like is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to think about that. Me neither. Because it's like, Anybody that can relate to Slippin', which is a very dark song, but if you've been there, you've been there. If I'm strong enough, I live long enough to see my kids doing something more productive with their life than bids. And you're like, man, come on, X. You can do this shit. I'm still... um I had no idea, though, that his goddaughter was Paige Hurt. I didn't know that either. Apparently, like, they, him and his ex-wife kind of raised her. So she's considered, like, one of the kids. I just, I don't know. It's hard. It's very hard. And it, it just sucks knowing that, like, people who grow up in such dramatic situations and you know obviously are left to deal with it themselves so they take you know the substance abuse route and whatever else and overcome that for a little while but then you know life just keeps hitting them and then they find themselves back like I don't know that's just the saddest thing to me because it's like yeah. Like, Dan, like, you don't deserve this because you're not. Everything that happened to you wasn't your fault. Yeah, you're not a bad person. It's not like, you know, like, you trying to, to be on track and it just makes me wonder, like, what is it that's happening now that got you to this point? Is it still just. He's got like a re Like, I always wonder when you go through trauma. Can you have like a relapse? Yeah. After. Because that trauma lives in you still. You've seemingly healed or. It's never. Do you ever fully heal? No. You're always. It's always in you. Yeah. You can learn to cope. You can learn to deal with it. But it's always. It's not like you just. Trauma is just weird. But. I don't know. It's it's sad. It's very sad. I I hope everything works out. And I hope that Dark Man X beats it. Also, of all the niggas that was all that was around Aaliyah, he's the only one that was ever respectful and didn't try to do act like say no weird, creepy ass shit. Mm-hmm. He was protective of her, even in death. Like when <laughs> When Drake was saying that he was going to get the tattoo of Aaliyah or whatever, and DMX was like, nah, I don't like that. <laughs> like, so apparently he had some brain function tests today. Um, 
I'm just reading through these. Also, all these people trying to kick that man while he's like fighting for his life. Yeah, I saw some post on Twitter that was like, look at the, all the houses that DMX has lost during his career. And I'm just like, that was the New York Post. Why would we even? What? That and like people just. I don't know. These people are just fucking dicks. We have to learn to quit. Um, we have to learn to deal with people with addiction better. Like I saw something where uh, Demi Lovato was saying something about survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm, I'm looking at that right now. We have to, I don't know. We have to do a better way of learning about addiction mm-hmm. and things and treating people, especially the people that we love that are in our friend groups and stuff. Yeah. Like, instead of just trying to scapegoat them and just be like, oh, they're fuck ups and all this shit. No, they're dealing with real life shit. Mm-hmm. And we've lost enough friends to know that. So it's always a sore thing with me. And I'm like, like, you can't just bail on those people. Yeah, because it's not their fault that they have become who they've become because of the things that have happened to them. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to work with people while they're overcoming their shit and understand. That's why I'm in a weird position right now with yeah certain person. But... um. It's just sad. Like, it just really made me sad to see that it was drug overdose of all things. My dad said something that pissed me off. What did he say? Like, uh, when my brother-in-law walked in, he was like, oh, that rapper OD'd? And I was thinking, nigga, I played DMX in your fucking car when we were younger. Don't act like he's just some Don't other know, rapper. Right, like, like, you know who the fuck did. It's very few rappers I played in front of my dad. DMX and Hove and Will Smith is like that only list. Mm-hmm. He really liked Ludacris too. I didn't like Ludacris. <laughs> like, don't do that. I don't like that. That, that shit pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> Some rapper. Oh, they had a whole vigil? Yeah. Outside his hospital? The Rough Riders from around the nation showed up. I see. I'm reading that. I didn't even... <laughs> Twitter tells all. Oh, I didn't see that part of Twitter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So prayers with X. Definitely praying for a full recovery. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> uh. Well, Claudia, Claudia Jordan apparently. Uh, yeah, tried to jump to see to say she that he was dead. Cloud chasing is fucking evil, bro. Between clout chasing and the body dysmorphia that people have, Mm. that Chloe. Yeah, I saw that. She is distraught over this picture where she just looks like. A mid, like a mid 30 year old woman who's had a child yeah that's how women's bodies look she look good as hell 
Her face looks good. She, just look, she looks. She looked like herself. She, she looks like her. Yeah, and then like that new face she been rocking. <sighs> uh-uh. I don't like that. Me neither. I really. She got a bad rap. She wasn't ugly. She wasn't ugly. She just didn't have the certain features that people like that Kim and. She wasn't ugly. She was just compared to her sisters. And then plus, Courtney is winning that race by a long shot as far as just being the prettiest one. I think Kendall is really the most gorgeous, but she's starting to do stuff to her face now, too, and I hate And I don't get it. Like, she's definitely got her lips blown up, so now her mouth... uh, Them lip fillers on white women just be so obvious and... I don't know. It's... I don't know. <laughs> Let's bring back whiteness. Make whiteness pretty good. <laughs> white women, y'all are beautiful also. Didn't we talk about that once? Like, why did white women stop doing the, the cool hairstyles? Yeah, yeah, like... Yeah, it's some elite white hairstyles that y'all just left on the table <sighs> trying to do some nigga shit. And it don't be working. People be saying uh, Kylie look good. I don't think Kylie look good. Everything about I just I'm not into that full plastic look. Like I'm here for doing what you want to do with your body. I'm not gonna criticize anybody for doing that. It's your body. You have to live in it. You have to be happy with it. But as far as like striving to look like you've had work done. I hate that look. And that's that's why I hate BBLs right now because I feel like everybody is just striving striving to look like they went under the knife. And then also it goes even farther than just surgery because that's what I hate most about Instagram. Why is everybody editing their fucking pictures to make yourself look like you got fucking plastic surgery? Yeah. Like, bro, it's all like that's that's why I don't be doing all them. That's why extra feel like I might do a little eye color filter or like something that makes my skin look smoother. But as far as just like the big lip filters and the high cheekbone filters and the skinny nose filters, I don't. I played with Facetune one day just to like play with it. What the fuck? You can do a lot of shit. Yeah, that that's demonic. <laughs> It's a lot of manipulation going on with a lot of this shit right now. I just don't get why people feel like they have to look like that, though. I don't, yeah, I don't like that plastic Barbie look. Like, I'm so sick of hips right now. Like, I never, never thought I would say this. And it's not just because mine are little, but I am sick of hips. Yours aren't little, they're just natural. (laughs) I have thighs. I feel like my thighs contribute to me whatever but still like i understand just like wanting to look feminine and feel more like womanly and a lot of people's idea of being womanly is just that coke bottle thing like that's been the aesthetic for years now honestly probably a whole century really more than that because women been in fucking trainers and corsets for Over hundreds of years whew. but like just my thing is like for one, I hope no young girl thinks that that's going to make dudes like her more. You know that's already happening. And 
that shit. Not only that, but a lot of these young girls think that that's their ticket to just like fame and money is if I get this body and just start posting pictures and outfits on Instagram, you I'm going to be a menage with a new body. I'm a, right. I'm going to be famous <laughs> and people are going to want to sponsor me and. And I'm just like, I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Like everywhere I look, when it comes to these celebrities and even non-celebrities now, everybody got a fucking BBL. Everywhere I look, it's a BBL body. And I'm I'm so over it. Like I can't wait until the trend dies. I told you, man. I don't like asses no more, bro. It, they, it's, it's making it really hard to like because they all look just weird and like they don't belong on these bodies no. that's that's the part of it that i really can't stand is like they be getting folks be getting these big asses on these little frames like these don't be girls who are naturally thick like a lot of a lot of bbls are coming out of women who are thin and want to appear thick and on those women, them booties be so like it's not. They just look slapped on, like somebody the, threw the ass the on. The thigh them. ratio also don't be there. That's what I'm saying. Like it just, it literally looked like somebody took a baseball mitt and just threw the ass on their back. And the titties be the same way. The titties be looking rock hard as fuck, stiff as hell, separated as hell. Everything just looks unsettled. And that's what the Claremont twins. That that is body dysmorphia to me. Freak me the fuck out. That shit. Imagine seeing that at night. In, <laughs> imagine the Claremont twins in your house in the middle of the night in the dark. <laughs> that's some motherfucking ooh. Uh, that's some uh yeah, that's some shining shit. It's body dysmorphia, but all of that shit starts with the BBLs. Like once you, once you get this certain level of perfection that you you know think is perfection in your head, people always typically want to go further. That's why most women typically get more than one BBL because you just never become satisfied when you start doing stuff like that. Because once you realize that you can achieve this with some money. That's all you're going to want to do. It's like, what else can I fix? Oh, I'm not proud of myself about this, but I have gone down a Kevin Samuels rabbit hole in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, the last week or so. Might be why I'm getting depressed, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Get that demon on about you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that nigga, like, I, in theory, I understand some of the sh- stuff he says. But, like, in practicality, you got to be more responsible with, the, with your rhetoric. Mm. You out here really telling people that they got kids that they're not desired, or, yeah. right? Or like all this shit, and he also matches people's energy because if you're like a good looking woman and you're not yelling and stuff, he ain't gonna say that shit to you. But if you are overweight or anything, he gonna try to talk you. shit. Yeah, and then like that sucks. He is some stuff he says is useful, but you got to filter through all the bullshit. Yeah, she's like, "Why did you have to say all this to say that?" Right. 
And his his theory is that it's because women are, don't hold each other ac- accountable. I agree. Yeah, like <laughs> that's the part of it that is true. But then also, you can't just be scapegoating like men's responsibility, like men's part in this fucked up. This, like, he has this weird thing where he acts like abuse doesn't happen. Mm. And like, yeah. No enough survivors that it does happen. They ain't making that shit up. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of balls to just tell somebody to invalidate somebody's trauma. I hate when people do that. But even like stuff like that coming from certain men makes me question my ma- my masculinity. Not from like I'm totally okay that I'm beta male. I have no issue with that. I'm totally fine with that because I tried to be one of these alpha motherfuckers and I was being a fucking dickhead. So I started being myself. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. I just, it'd be making you be like, okay, do all women want alphas? Because they say they do. They don't. But they say it. Not necessarily. People, it's just like what we talked about earlier. People be saying stuff. But they don't really be mean in it. People, I mean, when it comes to social media, people just say shit that they think other people will agree with, right? But when you have low self esteem, like I'm just talking about me in this standpoint only, like when you have low self esteem and like those issues, you kind of like, like you're not thinking of it as these people are just lying. Mm. You're seeing it as it's validating everything that my image in my head is saying. I can see that. So. That's where it gets dangerous. And I understand that people would be like, well, you need to toughen up all the whatever, alpha bullshit. But <laughs> it's a real thing. All mm-hmm. of us have insecurities. Yeah. Everybody has an insecurity. And people that tell you they don't are fucking lying. Yeah. It might not be image wise, it might not be something. Everybody has something they are either working on or something. True. Because if everybody was perfect, it wouldn't be no, no need to work for stuff. Mm hmm. But yeah, I've noticed that. And <laughs> that might be playing into my depression, to be honest. Now that I think about it. Comparing yourself to people who are lying on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I, like I, I know people lie, but when you be like seeing stuff, like, you don't, you internalize it. And then when you have uh, confidence issues, it's just. You just hear like that's the shit you hear in your head. Be like, man, you ain't fucking masculine enough. Mm. These bitches don't want that shit. <laughs> like, you need to go learn how to fix cars and shit, nigga. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.